Hello everyone, this is Dovi Shapiro, and today I will be interviewing Rabbi Heshi Epstein Shliach in Columbia, South Carolina, on the topic of peace between Shluchim. I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experiences. Have more have more Hatzlacha on their Shluchas. Thank you, Davi. I appreciate it. I appreciate you offering this service to the Shluchim. Before we, be, we begin, I would also like to thank our sponsors, Fossman Jewelers, the Smetana Group, Gift Card Zen, and Ohana Pay. Ohana Pay is a credit card processing company by a fellow Shliach, Avram Chazanov, and he gives excellent rates to Shluchim. Thank you for making the podcast available to all Shluchim. So let's get right to it. <clears throat> Today's podcast is a continuation from last week's topic on the topic of peace between Shluchim. All right, so last week, last week we talked about um, job satisfaction and clarity in terms of what the most important purpose and goal is for hiring a new shliach. But today I want to talk about setting things up in such a way that there is an ongoing, healthy, and constructive relationship between the, the employer and the employee. And I, and I, I think it's, it can be summarized um, as a shin with four keplach. They, those keplach are communication, evaluation, appreciation, and confrontation. And I'll explain what they are. The communication sounds simple, um, but it obviously it's extremely important. And it's not, I'll tell you what communication is not. Communication is not when you pass when one shliach, the employer, passes the employee in the, in the office and says, oh, by the way, can you make sure that there's uh, toilet paper in the bathroom, that's not communication. Neither is having a meeting in which the employer is just simply giving orders to everybody uh, and, or people are just giving reports on what they've done. That's also not communication. Communication is a two-way street. It requires both parties feeling that they have a safe, there's a safe place and that there is a, a sense of respect, you know, mutual respect between the two parties to be able to discuss uh, sometimes challenging, difficult, or sensitive issues, uh, keep each other apprised of what's going on. It's a sense of transparency in a relationship where there you build trust and you build a sense of security in which you're not going to be surprised, where people are not going to tell you, you're not going to hear things about your fellow shliach from the street, from your balambatim, there is this open sense of respectful communication that goes on and exists between the, the shluchim. That's critical, vital. It does, it does entail having meetings, and, there's, and meetings have to be done in such a way that people have an opportunity to or share what's going on, to, to be able to um, bring up you know, challenging issues or difficult issues that, that may exist, um, it, meetings have to have agendas, they have to have minutes, they have to have, um, those minutes have to be sent out, they have to be approved. There's a whole process by which we, uh, we build trust and we build a sense of security and a, and a feeling of, of, uh, of trust between shluchim that comes as a result of communication. Can you give a practical example? I, I always like bringing it down to the practical. Give an example of something that could take place in a meeting, something that, something that could be set up to, to make this communication actually happen. Where it's not just theoretical, but it's, uh, impl it's uh, applied. Right. So I think 
there, there are, again, there are three components to a meeting. One is that there is an agenda that is sent out beforehand. So people are not surprised at meetings with information or issues that they were not aware of. There's nothing more damaging in an employer-employee schlucking relationship than finding out something important or essential in the middle of a you had you had no idea was was coming. So I think it's really important, especially if it's a challenging or difficult situation, to have an agenda prior to the meeting so people know what to expect. If you think there's going to be a difficult issue, it's it's even worth having a pre-meeting meeting. Meet with the other staff, tell them, look, we're going to be discussing this issue at the meeting. I just want to let you know about it in advance so you won't be surprised. At the meeting, there should be somebody taking minutes. And at the end of the meeting, there should be, those minutes should be emailed within 24 hours to all the participants in the meeting so that everybody gets a chance to see how, what was said at the meeting, what was agreed to. Um, and, it's, and again, the more challenging the topic is, the more important that the meeting have this sense of structure. I guess one of the biggest challenges is that when, when, there, when there isn't a sense of predictability and structure in, amongst the shluchim, when I don't know what my boss wants from me, I don't know what to expect, I'm, I, get, I become afraid, I also become suspicious, and I become very secretive. And I shut down, and I protect, and I get defensive. So in order to avoid that, we look for creating structures that allow for reasonable and healthy communication. Because those are the things that keep the flow, positive flow, going between an employer and employee. Um, and One thing that's coming to mind when you're saying this, is this every, every week, meaning uh, ideally a shliach who brings another shliach should be having a meeting with them every single week um, and, and doing it in such a way with the minutes and sending out uh, an agenda, it, it seems overwhelming. We, we, I mean, we do it in our Chabad house. I mean, we're only, I mean, we're four shluchim. We meet every week. I mean, you know, with rare exceptions, but we meet every week. There's always an agenda. There's always minutes. And, a, and the truth of the matter is it might take a few minutes to do it, but it saves so much time in the end because everybody knows what's expected of them and knows what's happening in the Moises. There's no surprises. Oh, I didn't know we were having this class or nobody told me there was going to be this event. Everybody's kept up to speed. It, the meetings don't last more than an hour and often 45 minutes. The meeting does not need to go on. It's certainly not more than an hour. 45 minutes is usually enough. But it, it creates, first of all, it bonds the shluchim together, it binds them together. It creates good energy, positive, respectful communication. It just means that you've, that you've thought enough about them. I mean, you know, an agenda takes, you know, 10 minutes, you put it together, and the, the minutes take 10 minutes, and you send it out. It's, it's very, it's time well invested. If I could just ask also, who does the, who takes minutes? Well, in our, in our Kabbalah, I do. So the guy who takes the minutes, he basically decides what comes out of the meeting. So I take the minutes and I send them to everybody. But I ask anybody, if you think we said something different, let me know. Mm -hmm. okay. those, those minutes we refer back to every week. So we look at the minutes from last week. In other words, the minutes from last week become the agenda for the next week. And we keep all the minutes. So if we say, what did we do last year? What did we 
say last year about Sukkot, we're going to do something different. Okay, I'll go back in the computer, and I'll look up Sukkot from last year, and I'll say, yeah, this, you know, last year we said we should have shaved ice. So this year, instead of having to think, what should we do different, last year, right after Sukkot, we had a meeting. We said this worked, and this was good, and we should have done this, and should have done that, wrote it all down. And then next year, before we do the Sukkot party, we go back and we look at the minutes, and we say, oh, yeah, last year, remember we said we shouldn't do this. Let's do it. Do the shluchos also come to the meeting? Yeah. Okay, meaning, meaning you're saying it's important that the shluchos are there too. It's not just the shluchim. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay, so I don't want to um, hold up any more on this, on communication. But, uh, so if there's anything okay. else you wanted to share, and then you can go on. I'll go to, on to evaluation. So evaluation, one of the things that I find most troubling is when I go to do a mediation and I ask, and the employer complains that the employee is not, not doing his job or not doing things correctly or not doing things properly. And he's, I told him, and he didn't do it, and I told him again. He didn't. I said, well, let me see your evaluations. And he looks at me like I'm talking another language. Said, what do you mean? I said, well, do you evaluate your shliach on any kind of a regular basis? And he, usually the answer is no. So I think it's really important Unless you evaluate your shliach, how is he supposed to know that he's not doing his job or not doing something well or disappointing you? It's, it's vitally important, I believe, that, the, that, the role, that one of the roles of the employer be to evaluate his shluchim on a, on a regular basis. It could be quarterly. It could be every six months. I mean, mo- I, wouldn't do it more, I wouldn't do it less often than once a year. But even that is helpful. It is, it's really um, unacceptable for a shliach to hire somebody and not evaluate them. And I'm talking about, a, I prefer a written evaluation. Give them a written evaluation at the end of every quarter. Basically take their job description and, and, and give them a grade on everything that they're doing. One second. So, so I think the, the what comes up when you're when you're saying that my initial thought is the reason why it doesn't happen is because a shliach is afraid to give an honest evaluation. If something is bothering them a little, they'd rather not talk about it because they're you know they don't want to they don't want to make problems. Obviously, it would get worse. But how do you overcome that? Like, meaning, isn't there is it going to be? How does the shliach go ahead and evaluate the shliach that they brought out? When it could be, <clears throat> when it could be offensive. Right. Okay. So that's a very good point. So I've spoken to other shluchim about it, and one of the shluchim I spoke about a very good idea. But he does in his chabad house. He allows the shluchim to self-evaluate. In other words, he tell, he gives them the evaluation sheet. Here's your job description. Here are the things you're supposed to do. Evaluate yourself. How well are you doing in these areas? And he finds that in, those, in most cases. The shliach is honest and points out the areas where he knows that he's not succeeding. And then they can talk about it in a non-confrontational and non-judgmental way. So that, for if, you're, if you're concerned about creating uh, uh, conflict by doing this, that's, an, that's another way to go about it. Let the shliach self-evaluate. And you'll see, if the, if the shliach is evaluating himself in a way that is so wildly delusional, that has nothing to do with reality, if he thinks he's the greatest teacher ever and 
nobody comes to the class or people are telling you that he's a horrible teacher. So then you may have to say, look, I think there might be some misunderstanding here. But I think by and large you will find that the shluchim will tend to be honest about their strengths and weaknesses. And it gives you an opportunity to address those things without, you know, without, like you say, the fear of, of making, of having confrontation and being awkward and uncomfortable and getting people getting angry. So that's one way of going about it. <clears throat> okay, that, that makes a lot of evaluate, sense. Not to evaluate, like you said, to say, well, things will get better by themselves. I mean, that's just not, I mean, that's not been my experience. Things right, no, I don't worse. think they would get better themselves. It's just the fear of bringing it up that it causes that you don't bring it up, but it's true. Of course, right. you have to bring it up. Would you be willing to share with Shluchim these, uh, the, like, for instance, what you wrote about minutes in a meeting, giving an example of how that's done, or an agenda, or this evaluation sheet? Would you, would, do you ever share that with Shluchim? Sure, sure, absolutely. I was just working on something. I'm working with a Chabad house. And we're doing, that's what we're doing now. We're doing self-evaluations. We're taking each shliach in the Chabad house. We've given them a self-evaluation sheet for them to fill out. We've asked them to name their major areas of responsibility. We've asked them to um, give us detailed uh, descriptions of the timelines and uh, for each of their major programs, uh, how they define success, um, how they could be better partners or other shulchim in the, in the Chabad house could be better partners with them. So we've gone through, you know, we give them this sheet, we ask them to fill it out, and just from the way they fill it out, you can tell how organized they are, you know, how prepared they are, how invested in the shulchus they are. It's a very, um, it's a very powerful tool. But, yeah, sure, we're happy to, to share that. This service of America's Mentors and you working with, with Chabad houses in this area, is there, is there a cost for the Chabad house? Yeah. If they, if they bring us out, um, you know, there's no cost for us to speak to them, like, you know, on the phone to consult with them once in a while. But if they want to bring us out, it, uh, there's a cost. Of course, there's the expenses that are involved. And generally, it's $1,000 a day um, for the mentor. So in some cases, if it's a large Chabad house and there's a lot of issues, um, we might need to bring two, you know, mediators, but uh, if it's just two shluchim who are trying to work things out and they need help, usually one shliach is enough. And it's split between the two shluchim, so they pay like $500 a day. And you've seen success, meaning shluchim who were not just uh, setting it up to begin with, but also in cases where shluchim were having um, communication problems, and there were there, there were arguments and misunderstandings and hurt feelings. Have you seen that Shluchim could actually overcome that? Yeah, I mean we do. We have you know success has to be measured in many different ways. In some cases, success is they decide to that the shliach decides to leave. Sometimes that's a success too. Sometimes the situation is so unhealthy and so bad that the and this is, not, this, this is never our decision. It's always the shliach's decision. But sometimes what we do is we clarify the situation for them. Because like you said, a lot of times people don't confront issues. They don't talk about them because they're afraid of what they might hear. And so they, they create this sort of magical world in which, you know, things are terrible and it's, I'm being treated terribly and I'm being taken advantage of. Or, but it's gonna, somehow it's going to get better by itself. 
and somehow the shliach, you know, the, my employer is going to figure out that he's not paying me enough or he's treating me terribly, and all, everything will change. But, you know, that's not, that's not really the case. You spoke about communication, evaluation um, today, and uh, um, could we continue next time to talk about the last two that you, were, that you mentioned, appreciation and confrontation? Sure. This is Dovi Shapiro. If you have any ideas of any other shluchim to interview on any topics, please let me know. It may become the next podcast. Make it a great week.